so incorrect. Is it though? Yes, absolutely. they're both like fake pop bands. No, Eighteens was very much real. You really need to listen to. Weren't they an ABBA cover band? They were in the beginning. That's their first album, but then they started singing their own music Haven't halfway we... around the world, upside down. Nothing. Excellent. Haven't Excellent. we talked about this on the show? Yes, we have. Was it Patreon or was it real? It was the real show. Okay, and so we're just gonna keep talking about you loving Eighteens and, and me not caring and, about them on <laughs> everything we do. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to keep harping on it until you listen to them. Those two songs in particular. Yes. Oh. They have multiple albums? Uh, I forget how many. Okay. Albums. They don't have many, but they're great. I don't know that I agree. The world agrees. Do they? Sweden agreed. Well, we're not in Sweden, are we? Well, hey, as a Robin household, we can also be <laughs> an 18s household. I don't think, I would not like to compare Robin to the 18s. Thank you. Guys, welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And guys, according to Matt Palmer, not much happened this week. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, there are a lot of stories, but I feel like their stories will explain and be like, okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that's kind of fun. There's This will be a lighthearted episode. It won't be such a, a dirge. It won't be such like a, oh, God. Like, I mean, it's not even that the things are lighthearted. It's like they just don't. I don't know. Matter. We'll get, once we, they matter, I'm sure people are, you know, it affects people and we care about that. But I, I don't know. I was going through the news and it wasn't as much of things that I wanted to talk about. As, there wasn't as much know. weight to the stories. I mean, you say that once we get to the stories, you're not going to. I think that's the wrong phrasing. Oh, no. <laughs> but, okay. you know. Well, um, first, let's start with how everyone's week yes. was. Matt Palmer, how was your week? Oh, my week was good. I'm trying to think what I did. I... Um, I had my friend Ashley in town, like we mentioned, and that yeah, was Ashley very was fun. Ashley was a queen, by the way. She I met great. her for the first time. Yes. She was excellent. She I'm, was really cool. She was a New Yorker, and I'm a New Jerseyan. Yes. So, like, we really, like, hit it off. We're Matt, best friends now. We text every day. I don't think that's true. But Matt Steele was also like, I like her because it's like she could kill me. <laughs> I love like, it. I, I love someone. I don't know what that means. When they walk into the room, and I know if I step the wrong way, they could kill me. I mean, I don't think she would. I think that's just the New York side of her. But do you feel like a New Jerseyer is a very different energy than a New Yorker? Um, uh, not overly. Yeah. But like, I mean, we would say, we would brag that we'd like have our differences and everything, but like, it's the same it's region, guys. Thing, like, right. New Jersey, New York, Pen- like Philadelphia. I'm not going to say all of Pennsylvania. Uh, mm. Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's sort of the same idea. Boston is a little bit of a stretch. Mm. They're a little too aggressive for me. Yeah. Um, specific accents as well. It is. I mean, if we have any Boston listeners, thank you so much for listening. Yes, we, we love, love you. you. Uh, but, you know, it's it, Boston Heather's is from Boston. Different. I don't dislike a Boston. Oh, I love Heather. Heather. Heather could kill. I mean, <laughs> Heather could kill with love. Another, I mean, a former, uh, former roommate of Ashley's. Just I love. So it. It's all coming together. Oh my god! Can you believe? I would have loved to have lived there. It was I, that we lived right across the hall. That's how we all met. That's wow. our origin story. Wow! I know what a world you've come up. I in. know. And then so Wednesday I had off, and so I got to spend the day with Ashley, and that was really fun. Um, but yeah, ever since I've been floating along, we our kickball uh, league is over because we... The thing is, we do so well in the regular season, and then as soon as the playoffs come around, we lose our first you game. You lose. <laughs> Which is not great, but I will say I did well in the game. You scored I, a home run this season. I did score a home run this season. If anyone has seen our video about me joining a kickball league, I have still, I am still a part of it. I think I'm going to take a season or two off because I need to work on music. But... It was really fun. I've gotten much better. And I on the, the playoff game, I caught a pop fly or whatever that was going like kind of over my, oh my head. God. And I caught it and that was big. And I threw it right into the pitcher, which is what you're supposed to do. So I've definitely grown in my kickball 
ness, right? That's great. I know. Nowhere to go without. And I mean, but the home run was great. big. Like, look at your, I'm looking at your body right now. You're wearing a tank. You're Thank in, you. You're in shape. You're fit. I don't think that's really a kickball related thing. I mean, you've been like more physically active since I guess, I'm trying but, to give like, you a compliment. I know. I appreciate the compliment. I do. And I, I mean, I run around the base a little bit, but I mean, it's not. I mean, it's kickball. It's not like. Give yourself credit. <laughs> <laughs> you it's can like, catch balls. I, I can. But I don't think the catching the balls affects how I look. But I do. I appreciate the compliment. I thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> now, how would you say I look? You look great. Thank you. <laughs> Your hair's a little wet. My hair's wet, guys, because <laughs> I just got out of the shower. And you know I don't like myself with wet hair, but, but again, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. No one will know. I mean, I now they know because I told them. But. Whatever. You can imagine. They probably imagine I look like really hot and sexy. Mm. Like, and I'm tossing it and water's flying everywhere. Please don't toss it and get keep the water away from the mic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, how was your week? I assume my, it was better. Oh, my week was great compared oh, to last week. It was good. such a lovely time. I saw Miss Saigon on Tuesday. It was oh. playing at the Pantages Theater in Hollywood. How was that? It was wonderful. I have never seen Miss Saigon before. I Wait, had really yes. I had I've known all the music. Yeah. my like a uh, whole. I mean, not my whole life, but you know, since I was little. Yeah. Um, from listening to the uh, London cast recording, but I had never seen the show, so I never really got the full scope of everything. Mm. And it was a lovely time. Really? Did yeah, you I, cry? Of course I did, because <laughs> I feel things. Is it sad? I don't know anything it's about It's really Miss sad. Oh. It's real. Yeah. I mean, I'll get into it more with like giving you moments. Oh, okay, but, of course. But you know. Um, so I've been in a Miss Saigon mood <laughs> this week. I've listened to two different cast recordings. Wow! Oh my god, a Miss Saigon stand. Like I listened to the 1995 international cast recording and the 2014 live London cast recording. Which is your favorite of all the cast? Recordings? Oh, they're both good for different reasons. <laughs> but of all of them, is the one you grew up with your favorite? Uh, I mean, that's always going to be like the OG, the right. original. So like, you know, it always has a special place in my heart. Yes. But like, there are some great cast recordings in this cycle, right. guys. We love. Yeah. And, and so that's where I've been this week. And happy, but like crying to myself as I sing the movie in my mind. I think that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's a good week for you. Yeah. Because I feel happy when I feel emotions. Right. So, and that aren't anger. <laughs> <laughs> or frustration. <laughs> But Which like, is where we were last week. Also, you're like the the sadness is not something happening to you. No, it's of course like not. something that's happening to Miss Saigon and her friends or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and it also makes me be like, oh my god, the role of Gigi or Ellen or Tam are like my dream roles. Are they all Asian? Yes, two of okay. them are women and one is a little boy. Okay, so they'll I, have to stay dream oh, roles. Oh no, no, Ellen is not Asian. I'm okay. sorry. Ellen is very white, but okay. she is very much a woman. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know. And I had a discussion about Ellen with Liz Calloway, Broadway star who played Ellen on Broadway. Wow. Um, on Twitter because I had a tweet about it and she like responded to it. And I was oh like, Liz gosh. Calloway, notice me, queen. And she did notice me. That we love that. We love a Broadway Twitter interaction. I know. You know, Broadway fan to Broadway actress. I, absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, that is a good week, I must say. So now we're hopping into the news. Yes. The news for idiots. And firstly, the thing that is, I guess, on everyone's lips, this happened, I guess, 21 hours ago, the news broke. Uh, that Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, the, in my opinion, less attractive of the Hemsworths, <laughs> are no longer together. They have gotten a divorce eight months after their marriage, their wedding. Um, and let's see, the People article says some stuff about this, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be like respect my privacy, I assume. But um, I mean, I'm just very confused by this because I I thought a multitude of things yes. uh, in this relationship for a while, I thought like, oh, they were no longer together because I know they broke up in 2012. Right. 
they did. And then I vaguely heard that they were back together, but then I forgot about it. So yeah, then when they, I heard they got married, I was like, oh, they were back together? Yes. And now that they announced their divorce, I was like, oh, haven't they been married for like 10 years? And yeah. Like it's, it's like there's no set in stone vision of their relationship in my head totally. because I just... I mean, I wish them both the best, but like, I really didn't. Was not. No, I don't know that I'm like tied into Miley or Liam's personal lives in that way. But uh, they have, according to the rep for Cyrus, who told People in a statement, Liam and Miley have agreed to separate at this time, ever evolving ever-evolving, changing as partners and individuals. They have decided this is what's best while they both focus on themselves and their careers. They remain dedicated parents. Sorry, this is funny to me. They remain still remain dedicated parents to all of their animals they share while lovingly and taking this time apart. Please respect the process and privacy. And it's like, just split up the animals. <laughs> I, oh, animal custody is like a huge thing. Really? Like with couples. Like, I had a friend who... Adopted a dog with her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and her boyfriend. Oh! <laughs> was. We, May he we rest. did not approve of him. Did you not like him the whole time? Uh, didn't love him the whole time. And then. By the end. By the end, like, it was just oh, like, no. absolutely he has not. To get out of here. You need to get out of here. But they adopted a dog and they split up. And so they like went to court. And I. Stop! I, I know. I, th- I haven't spoken to this friend in a long time, but like, I think they. Like, the judge ordered, like, joint custody. So I think they have to, like, pass the dog back and forth. What? I know, guys. And, like, look, I get it. You love your pets. It's pets true. are wonderful. Uh, animals are great. I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was a child. Oh. But. <laughs> <laughs> the news for, for Matt Steele. <laughs> but, uh, guys, it's a dog. Like, I, 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 I get it. I know I you love your pets. But, right. like, I, it that's a lot I also for a pet. am kind of in the opinion of. It's like why we don't buy furniture together because at some point we're not going to live together. Even if you are in, if you're in a relationship that's not a marriage, I guess they were married. But if you're just dating someone, don't buy an animal with them. But like eight months in, they split up. That was on shaky ground when they got married. (laughs) I do wonder, like, I guess a lot can change in eight months. But if they had been together on and off for so long. Eight months was January. Oh, shit. That feels like yesterday. I know, but like, I just don't know why they chose to get married if they had been so on and off and if there were maybe cracks and things. I don't know, but I just hope she's happy. She did tweet this morning something about nature. I'll probably get to it in a second. Something but about nature? It was something what? about nature. But she also, uh, Miley, has been spotted kissing Brody Jenner's ex, Caitlin Carter, in Italy. So uh, I think Miley is, she's. I think she is gender nonconforming. And I think she's also uh, open to dating people of all genders. So okay. uh, Brody Jenner, I think, is just getting a divorce from Caitlyn Carter, like the Hills reboot that's airing right now. Caitlyn is his wife on the show that is currently airing. So I believe their divorce, which I don't think actually was a divorce because I don't think they were ever actually married, but they called each other husband and wife. I don't know. That's like to me, Miley and Liam were never (laughs) actually like I, I, I think they were, and honestly, the only thing I think about when I think about Caitlyn Carter, who is Brody Jenner's ex, is like, remember when Avril Lavigne jaded Brody Jenner? That no. Was, that was crazy. But yeah, while the Hills, I think, was first airing, Avril Lavigne and Brody dated very seriously for years and like got matching tattoos together. And I'm like, wow, Avril. I mean, guys, don't adopt an animal <laughs> unless you're fully married and committed. Don't get matching tattoos. Don't get matching tattoos ever, period. <laughs> That's the end of the list. Like, I'm sure Nick Cannon hated covering up his big Mariah back tattoo with Man, that. Like, that was a big that tattoo. Was a, and Mariah's little tiny Mrs. Cannon butterfly, I'm sure she could cover up with just a little <laughs> little mark here and there. 
Adorable. Um, uh, I mean, I wish them both the best. They, I'm sure they're both nice people. And I'm sure they're both, I mean, they're both insanely wealthy and attractive. They will find other people. But I mean, I... I guess the only connection I felt to their relationship was I felt like Bangers was kind of a breakup album with when one of the early times that Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus broke up. And so it was kind of interesting to see them back together. And I was like, oh, wow, what a turnaround and things have changed. But I don't know. I feel like if there's these many up and down, like, I don't feel like an on and off relationship is a good one to hold on to as a marriage. It's like, oh, if it's on and off, it's going to be off again, right? Especially now, like, you're kissing another girl, like, so quickly. It's like... I bet it's been off for a minute. Like, yeah. I bet I bet they have been separated for a while, and it's just now coming to the public. But, but like, separate, like, married in January, and then were they separated in March? Like, I, it's, it's, it's very quick. Very, emotions are very quick. They fly around they when do. you're hey, rich and famous. The marriage was longer than Kim Kardashian, so that... Chris Humphreys, I Good would say for that. Them. So, you know, beat them. They Good were together for, for like a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's see. Miley's tweet was about nature. Here we go. Um, don't fight evolution because you will never win. Like the mountain I am standing on top of, which was once underwater connected with Africa, change is inevitable. The Dolomites were Ooh. not created overnight. It was over millions of years that this ma- magnificent beauty was formed. And then she posts two pictures of her like looking hot on a mountaintop. <laughs> that must have been two tweets, right? No, we're that's on. a lot of characters. Uh, but, but you know, they've upped the characters. That was one. Part two, my dad always told me, nature never hurries, but it is always on time. It fills my heart with peace uh, and hope, knowing that this is true. I was taught to respect the planet and its process, and I am committed to doing the same with my own blue heart. Well, that's a more... That's a. How do I respond to that tweet? That is a nicer tweet than I would probably tweet when I get divorced oh, one day. Same. Which will literally just be like, men are trash. I'm deleting my account. <laughs> well, I hope you don't so. get divorced, even though I would, li- I would like the tweet if you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For You're that. welcome. I would definitely love that. Do you think tweet. it would be like the most liked tweet in history? Because like I am marrying like an insanely famous person. Oh, who are you I marrying? Just I don't so know well, yet, but they will be. But they'll be insanely famous. famous. Do you think it'll be like Tom Holland? More famous. Uh, he's very famous. He's, he's very in the Spider Man movies. Yeah, but like more like like some like someone it would be the biggest news story on the planet. It okay. won't be like Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth getting divorced. <laughs> wow. Are you saying that story. it's a huge story? You're just you don't care about it, but it's a big story. Like it's we're talking about it first for a reason. Like this is what the people are gonna be talking about. Really? Yes. It happened very recently. It happened it over happened the like weekend. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so on Monday, I'm sure you'll see more about it. Okay. Okay. You should point your face to the mic more. I, or oh, move, they can hear or me. Or the move the mic. But so I want to look in your eyes, I know. Eyes, well, you, I guess we'll turn the mic I a little bit. I love you. I, you we, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's this one Fantangled, I think, who's like very much ships us. So you're just going to hear that and think that it's all happening. Tangled, it's not happening. It's, not, it's still not happening after all these years. If it had happened, it would have happened and we would not be speaking. No, so, yeah. <laughs> no, it would have gone south very it quickly. really would have. No, it would not have worked out. Okay. Also, uh, the gays are mad. Why are we mad? Because... Equinox and Soul Cycle are being boycotted because. Oh, you um, mean the gays who work out are mad? Ah, yes, the gays who <laughs> went to Equinox or Soul Cycle, which is neither of neither us. Neither of us. <laughs> they are mad because uh, Stephen Ross is a billionaire real estate developer and owner of a private investment firm that backed many of uh, many kinds of brands, including um, 
Soul Cycle and Equinox. So they felt like after Pride Month, where Soul Cycle and Equinox, I'm sure we're very much, you know, promoting equality. Stephen Ross is throwing a Trump fundraiser trying to get him reelected. And it's like for $250,000 a plate, you could get in and like take a picture with Donald Trump or some oh shit. And it's just like, is this where our money is going? And I think the gays are mad. The gays are, the fitness gays that we are not are very <laughs> pissed. And that's the thing is it's, I'm like, I'm also joining the boycott in so far as like, of course I couldn't afford a fucking Equinox. I know. I don't have $150 to throw around every month. I really don't think that many people are boycotting. I think so many people are lying and saying uh, that they had an Equinox gym membership <laughs> just because they want to they want people to think that they had enough money to have an Equinox I mean, gym membership. I think Soul but Cycle for, for joining the the cause. And that's the thing is I feel like there's so many responses to this that are like, "Oh my god, what about like the people that work at Soul Cycle and Equinox and like why are we like we what about them and like you can't not support them." And it's like, "Well, I don't know. I care about where my money goes. Like I try not to buy Chick-fil-A even though I grew up on it and it's amazing because they hate the gays. They support anti-gay causes and thus... Well, as a Popeye stan, <laughs> I am unaffected by Chick-fil-A's I was going to say, have you been ever affected by a stance of you know something you I've loved? always chosen the right brands. Really? I must say. I do think Urban Outfitters has a few... Problems have you ever gotten from that? I had in 2012, I was very much an Urban Outfitters gay, but mm. um, I am not anymore. Wow, not because of like the their issues or whatever, but just because like we don't live near an Urban Outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that's changed. You're like, yeah, this has changed for me because it's now inconvenient. <laughs> it's now inconvenient, yeah. I still go to Popeyes and we don't live near Popeyes though. I go out I was going to say when I don't even think of you having Popeyes. When have you had Popeyes? There's one anywhere? in North Hollywood. Okay. Um near my friend's place and So did I, you eat it there? I don't think you've ever brought Popeyes back to our apartment. No, because it's gone before oh, I my. get back to the apartment. <laughs> I guess you are a stan. Yes. I feel like we had I was more of a KFC. Girl. Oh god, how dare KFC you. KFC was good. Those freaking rolls. KFC are, is fine. It's good. It's not Popeyes, oh my darling. God, you and Popeyes, Popeyes. is legit. Popeyes is the best because you literally wait an hour for your fast food, but it's so worth it. Well, is it really? I'm not doing that. It's great. I'm not a person who waits it. in line. And then they're I'm like, not. oh no, sorry we took so long. Here's an, some extra biscuits. Here's some extra breasts. Here's some extra. Oh, and Popeyes fries are so underrated. I don't know how we started talking about Popeyes. <laughs> you know, we t- with are we talking, oh, because we were talking about boycotting. Boycotting. Things, and so you never had to boycott uh, Popeyes. But I honestly, I feel like there's a lot of backlash to the backlash. And they're like, oh, because in fairness, Stephen Ross, I believe, is an investor in so many different things and so many different parts of our lives that like to completely boycott everything he's doing it would be impossible but I don't know I feel like taking any sort of stand is better than taking no stand at all and if people feel like their money is going somewhere that they don't want it to go I think that's great and important and even if like it's the Equinox is like oh well he's only like they said something like well he's like a silent investor he doesn't even have a really share of the company and it's like that's not true like people have looked at how involved he is in SoulCycle and Equinox and it's like very much so. So, like, please don't lie to us. We have people on the ground. We can do our research. The internet's yeah. right here. Yes. So, yeah. The gays are smart and resourceful. Yes. And childless and bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we will look it up. We will yeah. look it up. And so, fuck Stephen Ross and fuck Equinox. And I hope, I mean, I hope, hopefully, their, you know, their, their services take a hit and they have to do something and get Stephen Ross out of there. And hopefully they can still, you know, keep up the equinox of it all without Stephen Ross's investment. But yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to support someone who is supporting someone who uh, wants to see me dead. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> mean, know? we have every right to determine where our money goes. Right. That is what capitalism is. So yes. God bless America. 
Right. And, uh, you know, Billy Eichner is with us, and he says that he just contacted Equinox to cancel his membership after many years. Uh, money talks, especially with these monsters. If it's too inconvenient for you to trade one luxury gem for another, then you should be ashamed. No disrespect to the many wonderful employees at my local Equinox. Bye. And I saw- <laughs> <laughs> wow. I also- no disrespect, but bye. But bye. Uh, I also saw Andy Cohen had said something about not going to his Equinox anymore. But um, on his Instagram stories, I don't know if you follow him. He has a trainer named Stanny, who we all love. And uh, luckily, Stanny left Equinox months ago. And so they've been training somewhere else. So oh. just keeping you up to breath. Love Thank you day. so much. You're just, hey, I'm happy. I, I haven't been up on uh, Andy Cohen's stories in a while. Uh, do you so. not follow him on Instagram? I don't know. He's a Follow. Okay. Um, also in the news today, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> it's coming to ABC. It's coming everywhere. We have it's, a million Little Mermaids. Yes, The Little Mermaid. There are going to be a million Little Mermaids, and none of them will be white, which no. I love. <laughs> um, and this is the starring the uh, voice actress who voiced Moana. Her name is Auli E. Cravalho, and I watched a video on how to say her name before this podcast for this reason. <laughs> I, I would say you were very confident. I am, and I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> but she is starring as uh, Ariel and Queen Latifah is going to be um, the octopus lady. Ursula? Ursula, yes. The octopus lady. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I haven't seen in a long time. Oh, my and then God. She- <laughs> you should know the name of ah! the characters in The Little Mermaid. I Matt should. Matt connected to The Little I'm Mermaid. I am currently connected to them. And, we, you know, it's, we wish everyone all the best in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> and Shaggy is going to be Sebastian. That's really fun. Yes. And I think that'll be fun. But it's also like The Little Mermaid's really coming at us. From Hard. all areas coming yes. at us. And I, I, I realize these are classic films, classic things that people want to see again. But do we need a live action movie after the live action Li- live, live musical music- event yeah, on ABC? Like, like, Do we need The Little Mermaid live before the live action Little Mermaid? I know. It's really just like we're playing Mad Libs at this point. Like, How can we, you know, exploit. <laughs> which Little Mermaid is which? Yes. How can we exploit this IP? It's crazy. Yeah, I think it's a very, I don't know if it's a good or bad decision by Disney. I guess we'll find out because it's kind of, will people be Little Mermaided out by the time the live right. action version comes I would imagine Disney would be like no nothing Little Mermaid so people can build up and build their build up right. their excitement for the live action yes. version so I was really surprised when is it NBC or ABC Fox? it's ABC yeah. ABC yeah, yeah. <gasps> well, I mean ABC is then the Disney you know Disney ABC. that okay, okay that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah. ABC's first live action oh is it the first I think it's ABC's first wow um, cause as a part NBC of or, or Fox, the wonderful world of Disney franchise. Oh, the wonderful world of Disney. I miss the is wonderful world of Disney what on ABC. That? Oh, in like the nineties, it mm. was like, a the wonderful, it was like Brandy Cinderella. Like that was a part of the oh. wonderful world of Disney. Like it would always, it would be like a Sunday night special mm. or something. Oh, they should bring um, those back. I, they, it was so wonderful. Those specials guys, we miss the wonderful world. We of do, Disney. I mean, we miss Brandy Cinderella. We miss Brandy Cinderella. <laughs> no, but they had wonderful things like, uh, like Annie, they redid Annie was wonderful. Mm. I know you're very anti Annie right now. I mean, you made me this way. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, they always had really great specials. And, and so I think it's interesting that they're bringing it back for like a live show. I mean, women. I'm excited about that too, but I also kind of wish because the Broadway show of The Lion King is so spectacular and so lauded. And I realize they just put out The Lion King live action, but I feel like if I wanted a live action Disney thing, I would prefer to see The Lion King just because the Broadway show is so iconic that I, mean, I would want to see would... it 
they would have to, I guess, just film the Broadway show. Which I'd be fine with. <laughs> oh, I'd totally be fine with that. That is should it still be on preserved. Broadway? Yes, it absolutely wow. is. Yeah. Oh, it's years. never leaving. Uh, 1998, so 21 years. It's, it's not the longest running. No, 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 no. Phantom of the Opera is, um, is still the longest running. That's from 1988. Oh, shit. Yes. It's still going now? Oh, yes. Oh, my. It didn't take a break? No. Take a break? No. 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 Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is still going strong. Wow. Guys. All right. Good to know. Um, But yeah, no, I would like to see The Lion King. But I mean, I I mean, I guess for what our videos, I have to watch this. But I'm excited to watch it. I think that Moana, young lady, is very talented. And I love her getting roles. I love her getting everything. And um, obviously, Queen Latifah as Ursula is going to be amazing. I feel like, yeah, she's always... I know, I think of her as being so sweet and kind and, and nice all the time, so seeing her be a villainess and stealing, you know, that little girl's voice is going to be fun for Oh, yeah, me. <laughs> it'd be fun. Yeah. I'm always down for a live musical. Yeah, moment. I mean, I'm not always. Like, <laughs> not and by anything. not always, you mean never. I mean, I liked The Wiz. The yes. Wiz Live was lovely. Yes. Um, did, and Grease Live when I was in it and oh. you were watching me on network television live. There were very good things about that. Grease Like was, me, like Student 16. Student 16 was a highlight. Iconic. Uh, the story of Grease and the... Musical of Grease and the movie of Grease are not great, in my <laughs> humble opinion. Grease, I did not like at all when I was a kid because yeah. I thought it was like dumb. Yeah. But now that I'm older, I'm like, it's still dumb, but <laughs> damn, these songs are great. I mean, there are a few very good songs, but like, I don't know. I felt like someone should have died. In it. Anyways, <laughs> wow. <laughs> did you ever watch the Hunt trailer? I did see the Hunt yes, trailer. Yes, your girl, Kelly Swank. I was so excited. I was like, okay, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on Thursday, and before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the trailer for The Hunt. What did you think about Once and Upon a Time in Hollywood? It was long. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And uh, not Quentin Tarantino's best, and mm. disappointed, because I, I usually really like his films a lot. And oh. I think that was the first film of his that I've watched all the way through and not fallen asleep. Because oh, I fell asleep during a Kill Bill. That's interesting because all of his other films, so, much, so much more, more happens. <laughs> yes, I know. And I was awake and was like, what's happening? Doesn't seem like a lot. Well, <laughs> yeah. So the trailer for The Hunt was before that. Yeah. And guys, when I tell you, I think I say it all the time. I'm a huge Hillary Swank stan. I love her so much. And I just want her to succeed and get that third Oscar nomination to prove to the world that she can get a third Oscar nomination why she after need, two wins. I, why does she need a third nomination? Because though? it's very much a thing. Like she has two Oscars, but doesn't have any other sort of like huge right. roles that she's known for. Yeah. So people are kind of just like, Hillary Swank's career is so crazy. Like It's a million dollar baby and what's the other one? And Boys Don't Cry, oh. which is such an incredible performance. Do you think she deserved the Oscar for both of those performances? Uh, I would say so, yeah. I would say Boys Don't Cry is the better of the two. Okay. But like she's... Excellent in Million Dollar Baby as yeah. well. I don't know who I would have voted for that year. That yeah. was an, a very good year for Best Leading Actress. Mm. Um, so, but I, I just love Hilary Swank because I'm always rooting for her. She's so talented and great and seems like such a wonderful person. Mm. And if you would like to be on this podcast as a guest, Hilary Swank, <laughs> you're invited. Yeah, just um, come to our apartment <laughs> and like sit with us. Hey, she'll do it. We'll and see. so um, I just wanted her to get a third Oscar nomination. And she could have for The Hunt, but... I mean, after uh, two recent mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, and do you note how I knew where they were? Uh, mm -hmm. After two mass shootings, the Universal Pictures canceled plans to release. They, I can't. I was trying to think the last time that a major motion picture was, was just canceled. canceled. Like I remember when 
because for similar reasons, because there are mass shootings in this country all the fucking time, and it's disgusting, and no one's doing anything about it because of the NRA, and I fucking hate everything. Um, I remember when the TV show Heathers got canceled because of, I think there was a school shooting around that time, and mm-hmm. the whole TV show, obviously that was a big part of it, like students dying, but I don't think I've seen a major motion picture that is intense. get scrapped like this. Yeah, so close to its sort of premiere, I, I guess. know, because it was coming out in September. It was coming out in September. Man. That like- means... Uh, the people behind Cats still have a chance to just swipe it no, out. No, <laughs> no, not going to happen. Cats completely is family friendly, completely harmless. Mm, maybe there'll be like a, I don't know, there, maybe there'll be a boycott. Nope, there <laughs> maybe absolutely will not Someone be. involved is a Trump supporter and we can all back out. The world is not ready for what Cats is about to bring us. Oh my God. But yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about this. I think it's very disappointing. I mean, there are so many movies that are like this mm. um, that have come out and are coming out like right. so I, I think it's very interesting that this movie was the one that they chose to cancel it also was one of the ones that um y'all's president p- tweeted about and he was like oh this is like the liberal agenda blah 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 but it's also like i'm pretty sure if i understood the plot of this movie the liberal people were the bad guys and they were the elites that were like going to be shooting uh, like shooting people for sport like rednecks or something i didn't truly get the plot even from watching the trailer the plot just seems like People are kidnapped and uh, put in sort of like a ring. Right, but there is a political bent to it. Like the I'm one sure group of people is. is liberal and one group of people is Republican or, you know, whatever. Oh, interesting. Yes, I, didn't, like, I didn't get that well, from the I don't the know why I need that. Um, so, but maybe the, the the Trump of it all and like people coming after them, you know, because of his crazy, insane fans, like maybe that had something to do with it as well beyond. Because that's the thing is like all movies are really fucking, like a lot of movies are really fucking violent. Like to the point where, again, I grew up on a Mortal Kombat. Like I have definitely like, you know, pulled some someone's spying out in a video game. But at some point in my older age, I just can't watch. Like, during that whole last sequence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I had to close my eyes. Watching the trailer for The Hunt, I was like, God, why? I just feel like it's so strange that this country, and, like, maybe the world, but certainly America, is so obsessed with, like, don't show sex, don't show gays kissing, don't shoot this. But, like, oh, someone's head getting fucking blown out. Yeah, like, like, this let's, is cool and This creative. is cool and awesome and, like, normal for everyone to see. I don't know. I just think it's so odd what we decide is you know improper for children but yeah i don't know i wouldn't have seen the hunt either way <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> you wouldn't have um, supported hill i mean i would support you supporting hill thank you um, but i do think like you said there's just so much violence and gun violence all around us in the media that it does seem odd that this is the one yeah. i mean if you said if there is a political bend like as you I said think you there, think is. there was i do um that's definitely uh pretty i mean but i i don't I, you know, I'm of the mindset where, like, things shouldn't be censored, right. you know, this is America, blah, right. blah, blah, um, but, you know, also, people do need to make money, so, like, if there was going to be such a backlash against this film, mm. then I guess the production companies were kind of just like, no. Well, they'd already started spending money on the marketing anyway, so they're going to be in the hole either way, because they paid That's all true. those actors, they paid, you know, the director, like... So either way, they they're not making money. Well, I guys, know. I do know because my coworker told me yesterday that there is a Netflix movie, I believe, called I Mother that Hillary Swank is also okay. in. So if you want to support Hillary Swank, stream I Mother. I hear it's very good. Yes, this is now the Hillary Swank Big Brother <laughs> podcast <laughs> by you, Matt Steele. <laughs> if you want to support Hillary Swank, I, I mean, Mother. I think I, if you like if you like her, I, I I'm sure she's fine. I haven't <laughs> even seen an interview. I've never seen one of her movies. Oh, uh, we'll watch was, Boys Don't Cry together one day. You've never seen Million Dollar Baby? No. I I was gifted a P.S. I Love You one year at a white elephant. I didn't want it. I've actually never seen P.S. I mean, I love I'm you. sure it's horrible. Gerard <laughs> Butler and Hillary Swank paying like love interests sounds 
like a wreck. It sounds fine. <laughs> I don't trust them. They could love each other. I don't believe it. She deserves a hot guy like Gerard Butler. He seems so dumb. That's why he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, in the Twitter liking news of the week, <laughs> our country queen, Casey Musgraves, the queen of the yeehaw, um... All right, I hate that I even have to say Kid Rock's name on this podcast, but this person who was famous in, you know, the early 2000s and the 90s tweeted something very derogatory about Taylor Swift that I can't even find the tweet. Am I going to go to Kid Rock's Twitter account? Absolutely not. It was something to the effect... Oh, here we go. Taylor Swift wants to be a Democrat because she wants to be in movies, period. Looks like she will suck the doorknob off of Holly Holly Weird to get there. And it's like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, none of this makes sense. And also, like, I I feel like his whole conservative act is such a fucking fraud. Like, you look up, someone tweeted, like, a picture of where he grew up. And he grew up essentially like Taylor Swift did. Like, super fucking rich. And, like, you're not, like, a down-home, one-of-the-people country person Yeah, you just, like, grew your hair out and wore some gross tank Yeah, right, and you're ugly. Like, congratulations, you did it. (laughs) But the thing we actually want to discuss is supposedly Casey Musgraves liked this tweet, but and the Swifties saw it and of course swarmed her mentions every which way. She says that she was hacked and the only thing the hacker did was like this tweet, which seems odd, but it does seem like you can accidentally like a tweet. Of course, like, if you like if you like are like swiping seeing, up, you can accidentally hit the heart. Right. You know? Right. And so then Casey had to uh, release and you know an Instagram message and a, a Twitter message that was based in her notes app that said last week I was dragged for how liberal I am and anyone that knows me knows how outspoken I am about equality and respect I've connected with Taylor she knows this is not how I feel and we are cool that was a manipulated image I don't even follow Kid Rock and I would never support any message promoting such disgusting misogyny and like sure I mean that sounds right like it doesn't feel like that is the kind of thing that Casey would be uh would be would be in agreement to because she's built her career on being like the liberal queen of country, right? Like yeah. her first big hit, the one that won uh, like CMA's Song of the Year, was "Follow Your Arrow," where she talks about like if you want to kiss girls, go do that. Whatever floats your boat. Like she smokes weed in that song too, and you know she loves the gays. Yeah, I, I I'm <laughs> sure I I am inclined to trust Casey Musgraves yes. in this situation. She yes. has no reason to like this tweet, right? Um, I just know like. Taylor fans like have a problem with Casey Musgraves because like they yeah. feel like she's anti-Taylor, whatever. Like and has been for a while, right? I mean, like, I do. There, there were is a rivalry. I guess I don't know if there's but... a fully a rivalry, but I do think that I don't know if it's pit in the media or pit between them specifically. But I do feel like that's like Casey is like back when Taylor did country, like she would make songs like this that were more songwriting based and you know melodic. And so if you're missing the old Taylor, you can go listen to Casey. And there is a song. On her second album that she references in the chorus, like she doesn't want to be part of a big machine, which was the Taylor Swift's record label at the time. Uh. And so maybe there was a little shade thrown. Maybe there was some bad blood there. But I don't think it was anything to the point of her liking that kind of tweet and thinking that about her. Like, I don't think her Taylor Swift's liberalness is what Casey Musgraves would not like about her, you know? Yeah. I just think it's so funny because in the comment section, like in the replies to the tweet, it was literally all just, you know, all the... Taylor stands being angry, but also I've noticed this in uh, what a hashtag whoever is cancel party like Camila <laughs> Cabello had one for a hot second right. this week. For some reason, I didn't even bother to check and see what it was. <laughs> right. Um, so many replies are like 
K-pop fans. I know. Hashtagging whatever the hashtag is and then putting a, a video of like BTS or like whatever girl K-pop group right. they love in there just to promote just their to favorite promote. K-pop group. I'm and it's like, you. this is great promotion. I love this. They're like, stream BTS instead. Right. I feel like pop music stands in general are on like one level of like insanity of like, I love my artists and like I will never, they will never do anything wrong, which again, I understand, but I feel like K-pop le- like stands are on a different level they're just like oh no we will make everything about absolutely the artist that i like it's like oh this something happened in the news let's use it let's stream bts <laughs> that's and it's, why do they get nominated for vmas and i'm and like i don't know man. kind of genius hey. i mean hey it works one I day mean, i hope to be on their level i like, mean absolutely you know we always get requests to uh review k-pop and i feel stuff. like one day we should but i just feel like i don't it's like when we get requests to um, review hip, like Hardy's album and stuff. It's like, I feel like I don't know the genre well enough to give an informed opinion. Like, yeah. as much as people maybe get mad in our fucking Katy Perry small talk reactions, like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to <laughs> pop music, sweetie. And like, that song's not great. <laughs> so you can stay mad. But it's like with K pop, it's like, I could give an opinion, but it's not really based on any sort of. Yeah, you know my knowledge of it's my breadth of the of my knowledge is not. It would sort of just be like the both of us talking about it, like in the same way. Like I reviewed Brandy's Full Moon, sort of just like this. I liked this. This was good. This sounds cool. That's true. You did miss some great songs. (laughs) (laughs) You did not understand. I don't know enough about this to really understand it fully. Oh, I, I'm yeah. trying to help you. I'm trying to get you more in, in, in the mix. There. But also the weird thing about the Kid Rock tweet was kind of just like, he thinks that Taylor Swift is desperate to be a movie star now. It's just like, Taylor Swift is desperate for nothing. I know. At the Taylor moment. Swift has it all. So. Taylor Swift is the biggest like pop star on the planet. Right. Like, it's. I think she'll be okay. She'll be okay. She's not like, ooh, I want to be the next Meryl Streep. Right. I think she's fine. I think she's that. fine. I think I'm she's with content you. with her career. Hey. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, lastly, one cool new thing that's coming out uh, that I'm sure neither of us will watch, but it seemed like cool casting. <laughs> um, Ryan Murphy's next American Crime Story is American Crime Story Impeachment, and Monica Lewinsky is producing it. That's interesting. When I found out that Isn't Monica that Lewinsky nuts? was producing it, that I was, was like, when I was like, "Oh, this uh, has gotten it." I kind of I feel like Ryan Murphy is getting smart in the way that he's making these things. Like Pose, he brought on Steve Canals, like someone who has history in the actual subject matter. It's like he's like, "I know how to make a great show, but like I have a very specific life. Like I don't know anything about ball court culture in New York. Let mm-hmm. me bring Steve Canals who knows this kind of thing and can tell the stories and I can just be the backing and like and who knows better about what happened during that time than Monica fucking Lewinsky. Yeah. Woo! That's interesting. I, but I, I do wonder, though, if there will be any sort of, like, sway in, like, making certain people, like, look bad. Right. Like, because Monica has such a heavy, like, hand in it. Right. Part of me is a little nervous about, like, when is this coming out versus, like, the election. But maybe that's yeah. just me being... You know, scared for the election. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this, will, will this make... Cause like when our side looked bad. <laughs> yes, like whenever anything, like when Jeff Epstein died, which I, you know committed suicide or supposedly in jail, people are always like, "Oh, Clinton body count, Clinton murder count," and it's just like literally everything comes back to the Clintons for them. And it's also like, guys, we don't even stand Bill like that. Like if you want to like lock Bill up, like okay, <laughs> <laughs> we stand Hillary we stand here, Hillary in this house. So, um, which makes me nervous about this. It's just like, how is she going to be portrayed? I know. I know. I'm very and it's nervous like, about that. Will the Democratic nominee like want a Hillary Clinton endorsement? Like, or is that I don't know. It's just it's so it's like everyone's always gonna be like Brock, Brock, Brock. 
But I wonder is like, I don't know. It's devastating. I don't know. It's, just, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I know a as a Hillary stan, it's hard for you. But yes, no. Yeah. Uh, but the casting's interesting. Um, because it was always like, oh, why is Sarah Paulson not going to be in the next uh, American Horror Story? It's like, oh, well, she's going to be in this. She's going to be Linda Tripp. Um, Beanie Feldstein um, is going to be Monica Lewinsky. Which is excellent casting. Oh, my God. Oh my, I'm A fascinated plus. by that. A plus. And then Annalie Ashford is going to be Paula Jones. I, don't... I love Annalie Ashford. Wait, do I know her from? Is she on Top Model? <laughs> No, <laughs> there was an Annalie cycle eleven. Okay, top good. Model, but no, that is not Annalie Ashford. Annalie Ashford, she's a Broadway star. She won a Tony Award for "You Can't Take It With You" in two thousand fifteen. Mm. She um she got her big Broadway star in Legally Blonde. She plays oh. one of Elle's friends in Legally Blonde. Oh, cool. She's like the quirky, weird blonde one. Wow. Um, and good for her. And what then, a career. Yeah, you know, and she uh she she was recently dot in Sunday in the Park with George mm. on Broadway with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's she's a and she's actually um. Uh, she's good friends with Greg. You guys who are, who are listening don't know Greg. My friend Greg is good friends with Anna. Oh, Lander. that's cute. Yeah, she's she's very talented. She's very funny. So okay, so since all of these people, you're happy with the casting, and like Annalie Ashford comes from a Broadway background, and it's about you know Hillary will be involved. Do you think you'll actually watch this? Uh, I. I will. Wow. I, I think I might. Yeah, I think you I watching might. a TV I show. Am, I am so nervous. It's just like, if anyone says anything <laughs> negative about Hillary. I know. That I will punch my you. TV that screen. Will be, please don't. That's my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> you can like punch your phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, something else is happening. So... That's the news for Idiots for this week. I hope you guys learned something. We hope Miley and Liam are okay. And we'll be back soon uh, with some emails. We've got several emails this we week, I must say. Emails. And then also we'll be back with giving you moments, darling. Hi, everybody. We're back. Yes, welcome back. And we have breaking news. Breaking news, news guys. Actually, I have a breaking news thing, too. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'll start with mine. Okay. I jumped on Instagram during our long, arduous break. Yes. <laughs> Adele. Seems like she's having a great summer. Thank God, guys. <laughs> I know. She's going through a breakup, a divorce, but she seems like she has her friends by her and her baby was with her with a heart over his face to, you know, maintain his privacy. Yes. And she looks amazing. There was one shot that I was like, oh, this should have been the cover of the album. Her hair's all in her face, blowing in the wind. I just feel like she's living her best life and I'm so happy for her. Guys, what a time to be alive. Yes. You know? Well, I also have breaking news. <gasps> I Since we were talking about Gerard Butler, I wanted to Google him just so I could look at his face. Okay. Um, because I was like, he's hot. Let me look at pictures of him. And I found out, you said he looks dumb. He studied law. Oh, wow. So Gerard Butler is not dumb, guys. I mean, there are dumb people who can study law. Well, I don't, <laughs> I, I've never like seen him do an interview. Or How's anything, he look so these know. days? Good he, still? I mean, he looks great. <laughs> he looks <laughs> like, great. he looks great, guys. All right, good for and him. And he can s- spout some law information at me. Yes. Like, yes. We love it. I am so turned on right now. All right, let's read some. Call me Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some emails. Matt Steele, we got several emails this week. We're going to go through two. We really right? did. So we because we got so many, we can only do two. Don't worry. We'll save others in the ether for in case there are weeks where we don't get any. I know. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I feel like yes. we should call the email segment email my heart oh my I do love it <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone can relate to it because everyone's doing emails everyone is doing so emails. I feel like everyone will like us calling the segment email I love my heart. and I also love you announcing it like in front of everyone so if I was like I really hate that <laughs> like what was I gonna do I mean, but luckily it's a great idea yeah it's yeah. a great idea so yeah. welcome to email my heart yes. the segment where we go through emails if you would like to be a part of email my heart you can email us at twogaymats at gmail.com yes T-W-O. T-W-O. Um, so the first one is from Aya 
Um, Ion is uh, her subject was icons recognizing icons. Which and we love. Aya is a patron. We love her. We love Aya. Yes. Um, hey, Matts. Uh, first of all, love, love, love the podcast. Even when you're oh. talking about stuff I have no clue about, I find myself laughing out loud. Thank you. That's very we sweet. laugh out loud here too. Uh, the question is, we all know that you both have your favorite divas, Steele's being Carol Channing, may she rest peacefully, and Palmer's being Mariah. Queen but I'm curious, world. if each of you had to build your own Mount Rushmore of iconic divas, who would join Carol and Mariah? Thanks. Best wishes, Aya. BA Theater Arts, Drew University. And hi, Aya. I actually uh, got into Drew University and almost went. Did you really? Yes, Drew University was like my second choice. You didn't do NYU early decision? I didn't, no. Really? I was regular decision. Oh, I did early. Well, great. That means nothing. I mean, it means uh, I got in, and so. Well, great. I also got in regular. Yeah, but like, early is like. But, but Drew is better. also a great school. Has a very good theater program. So good for you, Aya. We love. We love you becoming a dramaturg. Who uh, would be on your Mount Rushmore? Okay, so my friend Louis uh, Vertel actually has a game okay. called the Coven Game. Yes. Uh, which he started when American Horror Story Coven came out, and it's yes. basically this game. Essentially, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who are your five yeah. females? Um, is it but, five, there are four people on Mount Rushmore? Though. Yeah, but we're gonna do five. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we've totally changed Aya's game, but sure. Whatever, Aya. Mm. Mount Rushmore can—it's our own country. We can do whatever we want. So my Mount Mount Rushmore obviously is Carol Channing. Yes. In the center. Yes. Um, and then Bernadette Peters. Okay. Then all five Spice Girls. Uh, Ch- chiseled is, very small so they can all fit in one cheating, space. It is on. not. This they is count cheating. as one entity, one unit. This is cheating. Uh, Fantasia. Ooh. And uh, Fantasia, <laughs> our American Idol. And, and American Idol. Our American Idol. And uh, normally I would say, if it was years ago, I would have said the iconic queen, Maddie Gosselin, daughter of Kate Gosselin <laughs> on John K Plus 8. Um, but since 2016, obviously, Maddie Gosselin has been replaced by... Miss Hillary Clinton, <laughs> as we were talking about, um, yes. and she is someone who would be on a Mount Rushmore That's type true. national monument. Yes. So, um, Hillary Clinton. All would right. Be on my Mount Rushmore. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, for your Mount Rushmore, I guess you didn't do just music. You didn't just just do musical theater. So it's like people from all walks of life. Yes. Okay. You can do all music. This is your Mount Rushmore. It is my You're Mount president Rushmore. president of your own country. I mean, Mariah, of course, is the center, and you know, end all be all. Um, I would put Beyonce. I realize this is like, you know, cliche now, but I have loved Beyonce since No, No, No Part One, people. So like, fuck you. You and Adele um, both. Yes, me and Adele. She is the musician of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who else would I put there? The thing is, I would put Kelly Clarkson for many reasons. Kelly, beyond like she has an incredible amazing perfect discography perfect voice but she's also just like the most likable human being on the planet she's a person that like i am inexplicably proud of as if i had anything to do with her success <laughs> yeah well you did you voted for her I, that is true Idol. i did do that but uh she's just such a freaking queen legend icon i love her so much um Janet Jackson, because I mean yes i mean i mean i can't from the life that we've all lived i just can't i can't Ignore her impact. Um, let me think. Who would be the last on my list? Me? No. <laughs> but you could come to my town. Sure. And just hang out in it. I don't know. I'll be hanging out with my Mount Rushmore. Oh. Um, give, me, give me people. Give me options. Who am I thinking? Oh, God. I don't know. Who do you love? Uh, maybe uh, like baby face. I do love baby face. You'd put a baby face on there. No men. Okay. No men. <laughs> no men. <laughs> um... 
maybe Stassi. Stassi. <laughs> Stassi. You gotta, have, do, you gotta have a nice. I feel like I still love her very much. It's not the same now that she's nice. <laughs> like, I miss <laughs> when she was just horribly mean. But, like, truly a queen of reality television that I will always respect. So, hats off. Hats off. Hats off for That's love. That's a great Mount Thank you. And we have one more email that I think we're shortening because it was a bit of a novel. No shade. No, we love, love, we love. We love an expressive email. We are also expressive. We're doing this in what, 50 minutes? There's a lot of, we love a lot of questions. Yes. He wants to talk about it. So, um, Edder, um, Edder, like Linda Edder, the singer, uh, which I love, um, says, this is Edder. I'm from Mexico, currently living in UK. Uh, I've been watching your YouTube channel for a couple years now. Um, he loves musical theater love. and also tries to keep up with pop music. So he appreciates Matt Palmer's oh, music suggestions. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Edder. So we love that he's just as confused as I am <laughs> when Matt Palmer's talking about his stuff. Um, has a few questions. I would yes. like to know your opinion of Pink. She has released a couple of albums recently, and I don't know if you've ever reviewed one of them. Um, uh, I didn't particularly like Beautiful Trauma. This is Edder still talking. Yeah. Um, or her most recent album. But I was wondering, would you ever discuss her Disc- uh, discography for me, Funhouse is her best album to date. Um, I I'm trying to think. Am a pink person. I know her music pretty well, not super well. I also did not love Beautiful Trauma, even though I did like the title track and a few songs on there. I actually I haven't given Hurts to Be Human enough of a listen, but my first few listens to it, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I think her best album is either Funhouse or I'm Not Dead. I'm Not Dead is just su- and I love Misunderstood too, but I don't think it's held up as well for me. Um, but I'm Not Dead was kind of her comeback record. She had kind of a dip in popularity with Try This, which was a good album. It had God as a DJ on it, uh, but just didn't do as well as her previous two did. Uh, but I'm Not Dead, I feel like hits on so like all cylinders. I think I have talked about Long Way to Happy before, mm-hmm. and that is on I'm Not Dead. It's such an excellent song, and uh, you know who knew I also love on that album as well as You in Your Hand. Um, I think maybe the highs maybe are higher on I'm Not Dead, but Funhouse might be more consistent. Okay. Um, do you have any feelings on Pink? I think Pink is great. I, yeah. I really don't know enough of her catalog yeah. to have a fully formed opinion on her music specifically, but right. I think she's great. She's very talented. And we've yeah. actually talked said many times, like as we're just sort of sitting there doing nothing, like, do we talk about Pink enough on this <laughs> I feel channel? Like Which we, we don't. really don't. Maybe we should. Maybe we, we should. will have a I mean, Edder, like Edder really wants some pain. Yeah, he guys. wants some discography discussion. Um, so Edder also has another question. This one is for Matt Steele. What do you think of Sutton Foster's casting as Marion in The Music Man? She's a brilliant performer, a definite triple threat, but I'm just curious to know how My White Knight will sound in Sutton's voice, given that the song and the role is for a soprano and she's definitely more of a belter. But, you know, of course, she's a brilliant actress, wonderful performer. I think it is fascinating casting. I'm so interested to see it, to hear it, to experience it, to have it soak into my soul. I'm curious to know, will the keys change, mm. which I don't know how I feel about, right. but I mean, if it, I don't want her to sound like, obviously I want her to sound good. I, I don't yeah. want her to sing in a key that she doesn't feel comfortable singing in. And you know, it is kind of hard because Marion is one of the great soprano roles. Mm. Um, and there are very few of those or virtually none of them written for musical theater nowadays, contemporary oh, wow. musical really? theater. It's all belting. And, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. the last sort of soprano role I can really think of that was in a new musical was uh, maybe Bridges of Madison County mm. for Kelly O'Hara. I I, I don't know. Um, so so you know I'm I'm fascinated to see what it's going to happen, what she's going to bring. I agree, she is an excellent actress. I think acting wise, she is a very very good choice for Marion. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really excited. What are your thoughts, Matt Palmer? <laughs> I don't know what show was this. <laughs> the Music Man. Oh, the Music Man's not for me. 
But Sutton Foster has always seemed nice, and I'm uh, mad that her husband left her, cheated on her, or whatever. I I don't think that's true. I don't know what the story is. You said you told me that. <laughs> the, the rumor was that like there was cheating going on, or but something. but they're friends now, right? I think they're buds now. Yeah. yeah. So like, if someone cheated on me, I would not be their bud. Because it's Christian Borrell. Borrell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure. You're not gonna give me something from knowing that man's name. What? Yeah. You should know his name. He's I, actively famous. Ah, he's, he's Broadway he's famous. famous. He has two Tony Awards. He does TV stuff. I should be given a wow. He's that's literally, amazing. He's literally Matt. on every I NBC special live special. His name. That's I'm not, amazing. I'm not Good for you. It's not. Wow. Like, it's not like me knowing a Craig Davis song here. David. Craig, Craig Davis. David. <laughs> 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 it's just like that, actually. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, so there was. Oh my God. So there was another question from Edder, um, who basically she he wanted to know that uh, if we have seen the show Fleabag, um, because he loves the show Fleabag. I have heard amazing things about it, and I've meaning I've been meaning to watch it. It's only two seasons. I assume it's short seasons as well, and it's on Amazon. And people are just going gaga over the second season. Every podcast I listen to talks about it. Every person I know that's seen it is just a different person afterwards. So that's definitely on my list. And I feel like we also got another email that also suggested that we watch yes, Fleabag. Yes, another so. email from uh, Klim. Clem, we love Clem. And so, yeah, that's on my watch list. I'm definitely going to, when I get a free moment, that is my next thing on my viewing. Yes, I agree. My friend uh, who I traveled to Europe with in June was watching Fleabag mm. uh, all on the airplane and was cracking up the entire time. And I was like, girl, stop laughing. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I hear it's an excellent show. I hear yeah. her performance is amazing. So, hey, I'm down for it. We're loving. Let's do it. Um... All right, so now we're at the last moments of the show. Can you believe 52 minutes in, we thought we didn't have anything to talk I about? I know, exactly, and this oh. is our longest podcast to date. It's happening. So uh, do you want to start giving us a moment, darling? What has been giving you moments this week, Matt Steele? Well, there's Miss Saigon, which of I talked course. about. I just want to add that it's it's so exciting to see a show that you've known for years and to finally see it live, yeah. especially a show that's such a classic as Miss Saigon. So it's It's just such a wonderful experience and I, I would also say it's also a wonderful experience seeing a show um coming from the time period that Miss Saigon was written and especially from the UK that mm-hmm. it's a certain genre of musical that isn't made nowadays they don't make musicals like that anymore right. and if they try to it's like oh this feels dated but just going back and experiencing a musical like that such a big epic like that is really such a wonderful feeling and it just it just reminds you of how great shows were back then. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> Do they not are feel they, the same way. No, now. they are great now, but it's sort of like how you revisit like '90s R and B. Totally. Like you're just like, oh my god, this was so excellent. Yes. But if someone were to write that now, you'd be like, oh, this feels dated. Right. You know. So. Uh, also, just so we're clear on uh, the Broadway cast recording of it all. Matt Steele is the one that doesn't want to listen to the Hades sound. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I think it sounds nice. I heard, I listened to the whole thing. I was like, I think it's nice. Let's talk about it. And Matt Steele was like, I couldn't finish it. I, okay. I was listening to Hades town during a very bad week. Yes. And I was just like, I'm not in the mood to listen to anything new and experience it. And like the story didn't initially like grab me. No, we're not so, really like, you know, you know, oh, I mean, what I've heard, what I've heard, the music is very good. very, Intricate. I, Would I, you give I imagine, it another chance? I'll give it another chance oh now that I'm like in a better. You're mood. in a better place. <laughs> and, but also, I feel like with Hades Town, I feel like it's the kind of show I would appreciate more. Um, seeing it, seeing it, yeah. especially Rachel Chavkin, um, 
direct like directing it i would really love to i feel like it's a show you have to sort of see to all see. right even though the score is very good yeah, like i'm, it's I'm very, very pretty. it's very pretty it's very interesting it's a style of musical that i love 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 love, love. it just mm. sort of reiterates that if carolina change had come out now it would win best musical that carolina change was ahead of its time because now all musicals winning best musical are like Carolina Change, um, including Hades Town. How is um, Hades Town like? It's just Change? sort of in the in the st- in the style, the intimate, artistic sort of. Um, I'm not going to say not leaning on melody, like mm. not not relying on melodies, right. but sort of the music sort of flowing into each, all the songs flowing into yeah. each other and everything. This is a little more melodic than Calendar Change, I think, um, Hades Yeah, I would say yeah. that. I would agree with yeah. that. Um, yeah, but I, I do still need to finish listening to Hades Sound. Yeah. I was not in... <laughs> He's not in the mood. ...the you right mindset for Hades Sound when I was listening to it for the first time. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my other giving you moment was uh, on Friday, I saw the movie Loose, and I thought it was excellent. One of the most interesting movies I've seen in a long time. Is it a thriller? It's a thriller um, about a young boy who was a senior in high school who uh-huh. was adopted from um, Eritrea, Africa, who mm. was a child soldier until he was like eight years old. Oh my God. And was like brainwashed and, you know, all the horrible things that, um, you know, have happened to children. Yeah. Um, and he was adopted by two white parents, played by Naomi Watts and Tim Roth. And uh, he's basically now like valedictorian, a model student. Everyone sort of just loves him. Um, but Octavia Spencer, and this is an Octavia Spencer household, ladies course, and gentlemen. Hello. We love everything she you does. You didn't watch that movie, Mama, did you? I didn't, Ma. Ma. I, I didn't watch. I was it. curious about it just because it looked insane. I know. I, I didn't see I it. I was so, I was excited to see it, and then I never got around to it. And yeah. I'll see it at some It'll point. It'll be streaming. At some point. Um, and Octavia Spencer, when I tell you, gives maybe her best performance. Whoa. I think she's excellent in this movie. Really? So good in this movie. Her character, I'm with her 100%. Basically, um, she's basically a teacher who sort of sees through this kid's uh, facade. perfect facade and everything, uh, and, but no one really believes her. Um, and it's sort of set up where it's kind of like you don't know who to believe. Right. Everyone is kind of right. Everyone is kind of wrong, except my standpoint, <laughs> I am firmly on Octavia Spencer's team here. This kid, spoilers, if you don't want to know what happens in the movie, um, stop listening. This kid's a piece of shit. Ah! And like, this kid is a manipulative sociopath. Wow. I, like, I've, the second he opened his mouth, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, something's wrong. Do something's you get, wrong. I mean... Do you get a full answer by the end of the movie? Mm-hmm. Not really. Okay, nah, maybe. Ish, okay. ish. Right. You, I mean, he's definitely a three-dimensional, fleshed-out character. Yeah. So there are, you do, you are supposed to sympathize with him. Yes. In certain Which parts. you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always going to take the side of a teacher's or Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Or both. Or so, a lady. <laughs> or, or a lady. Yeah. Oh, there's one scene where she's treated so horribly. It's just mm. like, mm, it's infuriating. But it's it's a very interesting movie that deals with so many things regarding um, race and and uh people's responsibilities to uphold a certain image. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, cause there's so much pressure on this kid, totally. obviously like, you know, he is, he has a hard time dealing with that pressure. Right. Um, so it's a fascinating movie. It's at any indie movie theater you can go to. It's not playing at like an AMC yet, right. which hopefully it's successful enough that it moves there. Um, so yeah, it's a fascinating movie and uh, I'm, the performances are excellent. All right. Kelvin love. Harrison Jr. plays the kid. He's very, very good. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for Matt Palmer to see it so we can discuss it and talk okay. about how we love Octavia Spencer. I mean, I would <laughs> And love, how she was right. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to talk about how much I love Octavia Spencer because I saw Fruitvale Station and 
I've never been the same. She's so excellent. She's just someone whose career I'm just so impressed yes. by. Yes. Because she, you know, she has so much working against her. She's a woman. She's a black character actress. Yeah. Like it's so much. And she totally, Hollywood could have totally pit her in one specific yes. thing. And she is firmly just like, no, I yeah. will play all these interesting roles. Yeah, after she won for the help, she could have been pigeonholed as that. Yes. And everything And afterwards. she and is like, just no, killing the game. I can do game. it all. Good for her. She's excellent. Um, my giving you moments is kind of niche. <laughs> Warning. I, um, again, am, I happened upon Catherine McPhee's 2007 release uh, for whatever reason. And I she has a song called Over It, which is very good and very much in the vein of Too Little Too Late by JoJo. She also has a great song on that album called Home, which is not written by these two people that I want to discuss today. But it's also very good. Anyways, uh, I kind of went on a Wikipedia hole and just like a... a whole of these songwriters. Their names are Josh Alexander and Billy Steinberg, and they are a songwriting duo that have been working together for a long time. But Billy Steinberg has written songs, like he was a songwriter, he was born in 1950, and he was a songwriter in the 80s. He wrote Like a Virgin by Madonna, he wrote True Colors, he wrote So Emotional by Whitney Houston, Alone oh, sure. by Heart, I Drove All Night, I Touched Myself. Like He did it before he even linked up with Josh Alexander, he was doing huge hits and again in the 80s damn and then uh he his songwriting partner tom kelly i believe uh retired and so he and josh alexander got together at some retired point. you said retired yeah. i thought you said it grew tired <laughs> i was like i was like and then his songwriter grew, grew tired, tired of him and <laughs> no retired okay. but I, I do love grew tired as a, a way of being um and so they got together and started writing pop songs and some big hits of theirs that I literally am obsessed with are Fifi Dobson's Don't Let It Go To Your Head, which is an iconic song that was originally done by Fifi Dobson and covered by Jordan Sparks. Both are incredible. I uh, did a song for the Veronicas. I love the Veronicas. They've worked with the Veronicas a lot. Then, of course, Too Little Too Late, Catherine McPhee's Over It. Um, then they have done a song called Don't Hold Your Breath by Nicole Scherzinger. That is my favorite Nicole Scherzinger song. Okay. They did uh, Give Your Heart a Break by Demi Lovato. They did. I love that It's song. a great song. And they did um, Nothing On But The Radio, that Lady Gaga song that never got released but is excellent. And it's just like, this is a duo of people. They're not artists, songwriters, so you don't hear their names a lot. But I feel like between the two of them, clearly, they have the ability to write such a beautifully structured but still interesting song that is so like structurally sound but still exciting and moving and emotional and they bring in the like, kind of other songwriters to be like a third person in their duo a lot like obviously Lady Gaga co-wrote her song um and but even though they travel through different styles like the core and the heart of their songwriting is so I don't know it's just so beautifully uh, symmetrical to me I don't know and it's just I just love them together and I feel like they're an underrated songwriting duo because again they're not artists it's not like they're Neo or someone like The Dream where everyone yeah. talks about like oh they're a songwriter and an artist and they're you know famous but these guys that one Billy Steinberg has been doing this since like a virgin like That's 1984 he had a hit and then in 2012 he had a hit with that's amazing to consistently like be on the pulse of like sort of absolutely what's going on, what's because uh, songwriters and producers have the tendency to you know once you write your hit you're writing your hit 700 times and passing it to other people which again makes sense like it's it makes sense that Too Little Too Late inspired over it it's, it makes sense that like Irreplaceable would inspire a Take a Bow uh, Rihanna and it's just but they have traveled to many different genres, and every time they go to a different place, it, like, still works. Like, they just can make a song that really works and really, like, holds up and stands the test of time. And I just think we need to appreciate our songwriters that are really 
doing the craft right. And I think there are two that really are. Here, here, guys. Yes. So thank you for your talent and for your gifts. And thank you for nothing on but the radio and over it and too little to me. <laughs> and all the other ones. Being all the other ones. Oh, God. I love them. I love them. I mean, are they like the Rodgers and Hammerstein of like pop music? I don't. The thing is, I think they're more underrated. That's the thing is like song pop songwriters aren't really lauded. Yeah. If you're not really an artist like Babyface, of course, I'm trying to think of like non like Max Martin. It's the only exception. Everyone knows Max Martin and knows that he's like a freaking genius. Yeah. But if you are not Max Martin and not a singer, then you don't get your due. You get your money. Oh, you get your money. (laughs) But you don't get your due. Yeah. So I want to give them their due. Here's your due, guys. Yes. On the Two Gay Mats podcast. Yes. Better than any check. Of course. Who needs a you know a check or a Grammy? <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Matt Palmer Music. And at It's Matt Steele. And at Two Gay Mats. Go to YouTube.com slash Two Gay Mats for our videos that we update weekly. And you can go to Patreon.com slash Two Gay Mats. And for as little as $1 a video, you'll get a bonus video from us every single week. We just put up our Janet Jackson Velvet Rope review. So if you want to go watch watch that you can uh is there anything else you want to say to the people that i love the people we and love the i people. love hillary swank and hillary clinton I, <laughs> hillary versus hillary, hillary versus Hill. which one will win i know that's the cue that's it's the like cue. two oscars versus the popular vote mm-hmm. who's gonna be the winner it was they're both the winner <laughs> yes we love them both thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back next week with another two game ads podcast bye guys bye